this is Christopher Massimo with Massimo Motivation. Today, what's really on my heart, this is going to be the Therapist uh, Chronicles here, what's really heavy on my heart as I'm currently leaving work is discussing what it means to be a therapist in private practice. Okay? And I, I feel like most people who enter this profession dream of a career in private practice versus one in an inpatient hospital or some other you know, facility. Most people think of private practice when they think of entering this field. Even when I was in grad school, I remember the majority of people, including myself, stating, when I get out, I want to go into private practice, not really knowing what that means. So what really got me on this today, on this topic, really thinking about this as I drive home from work, is there are a lot of cons to private practice that I think most people don't know, both as the therapist and professional, and those who go to a private practice as a client that I feel like need to need to be aware of this information as well. So I'm gonna go through some pros and cons of, of being in private practice, starting with the cons. So one issue from a therapist's perspective of being in private practice is uh, for the most part, there are salaried positions, for, salary positions, but for the most part, your pay is dictated by people coming through the door. Now that makes sense, you know, theoretically, okay, if you're not seeing somebody while you're getting paid, that makes sense, but here's where, where you run into problems in private practice from a business standpoint. If I have five people scheduled for the day, and say two or three of them cancel within the 24 hour mark, and therefore have a no-show fee, I have to face a decision of charging this person for that time. Now, most practices in the medical field in general, not just in mental health, will do this without hesitation. They'll have a card on file and they're charging. Okay? No stop and go. For some reason, in our field, the reason probably actually being that we, we actually give a crap and we care, in our field, we're faced with this ethical, moral dilemma of, well, you know, do I charge them? Do I not? Do I ask them? You know, what happened? What are the circumstances in which I won't charge them versus the circumstances that I will charge them? Okay? And I think that's bullcrap. This is a if if our business here's the reason why, one reason why you need to charge for that time. There's multiple. We'll start with this one. If the business goes under, so too does your ability to help anybody. Therapists have a really hard time of being business owners because we care too much. And as you know, for the most part, being in business means cutting corners, being ruthless, finding ways around budget cuts, okay? If you're constantly letting people off the hook, that hurts your business. And if your business hurts, so too does your ability and capability of helping people. Because they'll have nowhere to go. They'll have nowhere to go. You'll be under stress because of your finances. You'll be under stress because maybe your family is struggling financially and therefore you're not able to be the therapist that you need to be because instead of being with, present with the client you have, you're thinking about the next paycheck and how you're gonna cover your bills. You need to be able to charge for that time as a therapist and you need to not feel bad about it. You went to school a minimum of probably seven years. This is assuming you went to four years for undergrad and three years for your master's. Some programs are less. You graduate early, this, that, or the other. And as much as maybe 12 years if you go on for a PhD or a PsyD following your master's degree. If you're gonna go over to school for that long, 
you should be able to charge $50 if someone decides that they're not going to show up without letting you know in advance. And to those clients out there, I get it. Okay? Life does happen, and you and there are instances where you should let them off the hook. Car breaks down, family member passes away, and they forget to cancel. This side or the other, there are absolutely reasons and times in which you should be more lenient. But, but for the most part, clients, you need to understand that the therapist has a family too. That they have a business to run that is more than just about you. It's about the hundreds if not thousands of people that they will serve over the course and duration of that business's lifetime. So every payment that you decide not to pay as a no-show fee impacts not just your sessions, but their the ability for them to help other people. Okay, so that in a way it's kind of a selfish act for you. And again, there are instances where this is different. Maybe finances are tight, maybe you know, you let them off one time, but then the second time on out, you charge them, whatever. But there needs to be a greater understanding on both the therapist's part and the client's part that when there's a no-show fee, that it needs to be respected and that you need to pay that and that you don't need to argue that with the receptionist, okay? Because that hurts a lot of people. It goes, it's a spider web, it's a ripple effect, it goes way beyond you. Uh, another con about being in private practice uh, among among others, obviously, but I'm trying to keep this video short. Another con that I realized today is you are very self-reliant on managing your schedule. Even if you have, even if you have a a receptionist or a, or a office manager, you'll find that especially as the practice gets larger, you have more employees that you end up doing that job for yourself a lot of times, okay? And I have a tremendous, uh, she, she's terrific, our, our uh, office manager. But I find myself having to do that a lot. And, and among other reasons why that's an issue is one, it takes away time from you preparing for your treatment plans and your clients. Two, it forces you into, into scheduling situations with, with parents and with clients where communication can get foggy and muddy, okay? I can't tell you how many times I've had a parent or a client say to me, I thought we were scheduled for blankety-blankety. No, I have an email right here stating this, that, or the other. It is very difficult to be a therapist who, who writes treatment plans, who does case notes, who administers psychological, psychological evaluations, who scores psychological evaluations, who writes psychological evaluation reports, and who also schedules and makes phone calls and checks, people, checks in people at the front. There's gonna be a lot more to being in private practice than most therapists think. Even if you do have, even if you do have a office manager, it's a very difficult uh, situation to be in, and there's more hats that you have to wear. On the client's end, it's very important that the client understands that the therapist does more than sit with you for 45 minutes to an hour and then sees you again next week. We have to prepare for the following session. We have to, depending on how large our caseload is, remind ourselves of what we're working on, the past past goals, how far we come on those goals, where are they at currently uh, status-wise. Uh, we have to prepare these things. We have to write case notes, case notes. And oftentimes I find myself staying late after work having to do all of these things or coming in early having to do all of these things. It goes well beyond the 
45 minutes to an hour that we're actually sitting with somebody. Uh, so when you when you get ups, upset or frustrated with a therapist talking to you, the client, you need to understand that, that they have the emotional toll, the business toll, they have their own families, they have their own life, they have their own stressors. And while it is our job, I get it, it's your job to be there for people. You should be good at that. I do agree with that, but we too are still people. And while we may be better at coping with situations, we're still human. And even Superman needs Lois Lane. Everybody needs support, and everybody's going to crumble from, from, you know, every now and then they're going to have struggles. So you need to understand and be a little more receptive to the to the therapist schedule, because I'm assuming they sh they're being receptive to you and they're trying. But there's only so much that a therapist can do. Uh, so I'm actually going to cut it short there. I didn't get to any of the pros. I also didn't get to all the cons I wanted to talk to, uh, talk about. Uh, but I'm pulling up here, so I'm going to cut it off here. I'm trying to keep these videos short. Uh, if you guys have anything you want me to talk about, you can always email me at uh, Christopher Asimo. Christopher C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R. Asimo is M-I-S-S-I-M-O at gmail.com. That's my work email. Uh, if you guys want me to talk about anything, or if you know somebody who needs some help and they want to get in touch with Psychological Services in North Texas, which is the practice that I work at, have them give us a call. Um, have them contact me. You can also go to psntdocs.com, which is our website. Uh, but I just wanted to take a little bit of time to give some more perspective on what it means to be a therapist, particularly in private practice, and the not-so-glamorous aspects of that. Thanks, guys.